DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's time to welcome in Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. Nick joins us now on the Smart Rain guest line. Best State Award winner, Smart Rain, has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain's giving free controllers, along with a free Apple iPad, to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Nick, good morning. Good morning. Nick, it's a lot of work to get back to this point, but you have done it. You are in game week for the Pac-12 championship game for the third time in four years. Can you put into words for all the fans out there how much work it is when you got to start over, go back to square one, and try to get back to this point again? Yeah, I mean, it is It is a lot of work. You go, you know, you start all the way right after bowl prep and hit winter conditioning and you know, you have your long days, you're waking up at 5 in the morning, getting home at 11 o'clock, and that's pretty much your schedule most of the time until, you know, season hits, and then season's about like a 6.30 to 11, 10 o'clock schedule, and, you know, it is it is long and rough, for sure. Um, and uh, going into this season, I think this was probably, like, the longest road to get to this uh, point to where we are right now in terms of uh, physically and mentally. It's interesting that you get Oregon and you just pulverized them two weeks ago. We all know about that. I think it was the greatest conference win that the Utes have had since they've been in the Pac-12. And now you get them two weeks later on a neutral field. Uh, What are your thoughts about Oregon being maybe like a wounded animal? Because obviously you guys just embarrassed them. Not only just beat them, but embarrassed them. So what does that mean as far as... What's going to happen this week? Um, I mean, that doesn't mean anything if we don't go out there and do it again. Um, our main focus right now is, you know, just keep it even keel and continue to do what we've been doing. Because if you begin to, you know, uh, think too much and get too tense and get too stressed, uh, that's as bad as being too relaxed and not worrying at all. So um, we got to, you know, make sure that we understand that, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, because that's really what it was. A couple of days ago is a couple of days ago, and uh, this Friday is a new game, and we need to attack that game the same exact way that we did last time. But, uh, you know, it doesn't mean nothing if we can't go out and do it again. You know, after that Oregon win in the post game, Britton Covey brought up, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but basically said, We made them mad. They're going to be angry. They were going to bring it in that game in a way uh, that we had better be prepared for because they aren't going to be the same team they were out there tonight. And I wondered how much was that Britain just figuring that stuff out and looking ahead and how much the coaches addressed that with you after the game? Um, that was more Britain looking ahead because coaches really focus on, you know, whatever whatever we have next for sure. But, um, I mean, everyone understands that, you know, um, there is a good possibility of that. Um, you know, people have a lot of opinions and um there's a lot of competitors on that team and a true competitor is going to be really pissed off. They're going to be pissed off for greatness and it's going to, um, you know, make it into a way more fun game. I think it's cool that you play these guys because it's clear you guys are the two best Pac-12 teams. They're ranked 10th and uh, you're ranked 14th. So an opportunity to beat them again, you know, move up in the Rose Bowl and, and you'll obviously you'll play a highly ranked uh, Big uh, 10 team if you win, whoever wins will. Um, to me, from a fan perspective, 
that's what I want for the U of U to get the most exposure, the best possible outcomes possible. As I look at that, I think this is what it is. How do you view it? Um, I, I mean, I, I view it exactly how the coach has been viewing it. You know, going into this week being one and zero. That's that's my main focus. That's our main focus. Um, we understand that you know there's a good amount of exposure and there's a lot of great things that can come with you know the possibility of winning this week and you know a New York Six Rose Bowl. Um, but if if we look forward to the possibilities and the if ands or buts, you know you don't you don't accomplish what's set out right in front of you. So I mean um, you know we understand what um, can happen in the long run and what it could. Um, be interpreted like but uh we need to for sure continue to stay you know on our track that we've been doing nick ford you offensive lineman join us what if anything do you learn and do you take from the two previous pac-12 title games you've been in this will be the third and four years so there are going to be some guys in this roster you know familiar with this game in this moment what do you take from those two previous trips um a couple, a couple of things, and I think the main thing is what I've been harping on right now, and you know that we're getting the team, especially the young cats, to understand that uh, you know if, if there's not going to be anyone too relaxed, I guarantee you that there's no one on this team that's going to be too relaxed. Um, the worst thing that would happen is people being too tense because that's uh, you know that's as bad as being too relaxed. So I mean, um, you know, just getting everyone to understand that. You know, this is a big game, but don't, you know, big players make big plays on big stages. And um, we need to understand that and keep everyone at even keel and continue to push forward the way we've been doing. Because if we do that and we attack the week exactly how we attacked the week last time and we attack the game, we attack everything in the exact same fashion, we'll be okay. But, you know, if we start getting too tense, then it's not going to fare well. So we need to make sure, you know, we just continue to be ourselves and do everything we've been doing. As I checked out the Oregon-Oregon State game the other night and knowing that uh, Oregon needed to win, I think the most impressed that I was with the Ducks is their defense because Oregon State has been known to run the ball very, very well this whole entire season, and Oregon really bottled up the Beavers' running attack. I don't know if you watched it uh, and can speak to it, but I'm wondering uh, if you did, did they do anything different and how much more difficult do you think that this game would be for the Utes to run the ball against Oregon because their run defense on Saturday sure looked really good uh I mean their their run defense has been amazing all year you look at the stats um you know we like I said we played them a couple weeks ago and you know they're an incredible run defense they're a talented defense um they uh had we watched film and they've had a slight variation that's very slight and, um, you know, we're just going to go out there and do exactly what we did last time. And, you know, we got to understand that we dictate the tempo. And, you know, if we continue to go and do what we're do- doing, then we don't, we don't really have much to worry about. Because, but like I said a couple weeks ago, if you look at their overall stats, they're one of the best run defenses in the country. And I'm sure they still are to this day. Um, and I think the main thing is just going out there and, Understanding that even though we see everything on film from our game and we see everything from the Oregon State game, that we're going to go out there and they're going to have adjustments made. Um, maybe they did they, uh, are going to do things that they didn't do in the Oregon State game because they're saving it for us. Maybe they're going to do this, maybe they're going to do that. And uh, we were going to have to 
go out there and adjust and you know the faster we adjust and go we're you know we're going to start getting points on the board and the slower we adjust it's going to be the exact opposite so I think the main thing is going out there um, and doing what we've been doing and uh, continuing to play our style of football to you know produce the points we've been producing. How's Bam feeling? It looked like he uh, the one thing he didn't want was injuries in that game, and he he left, but he did come back to the game. So how's he doing? That boy's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's a fool now. That boy's fine. Yeah, I, I would think that uh, as far as health goes, it seems like you guys are in a pretty good position. So, you know, they've ha- you've had a couple injuries along the way, but nothing that looks like would getting the what nothing new, I should say, should get in the way of this game, right? Yeah, de- definitely not. And you know, if if and you know things were to happen, or um, even if things were happening in the game, I think the mentality of this team is that. Uh, I think, in all honesty, that people would sacrifice the, their bodies to, you know, come out with their ultimate goal because, you know, it's been a very long world uh, mentally and physically, and uh, you know, everyone's going to do everything they can until they drop to go out and do what we need to do. So, with the Oregon players, uh, was there any uh, either during the game or after the game any talk about rematch next time? Maybe you're walking off the field, see you in two weeks, any of that stuff, or no? Oh no, for sure. No, I got a I got a couple friends over there, and you know I was talking to them. I'm like, I yeah, I'm seeing a couple weeks. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna see. And then uh, you know just texting them and you know just being you know casual and stuff because like I said, you know football is an amazing sport. Um, ultimate one of the most ultimate competitive sports in the world, and um, you know it's still you still have those friendships and um, yeah. There's definitely a lot of there's a lot of talk. I mean we got brothers on each other's team. We got people who grew up with each other. We got people uh, who went to the same school, who went to rival schools. Um, we, they, I mean, they got some Salt Lake boys and, you know, Utah boys. So um, there's a lot of people who have mutual connections and, uh, you know, we all kind of figured it would happen and, you know, we all have chit-chatted before and, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I even was talking about it to a couple of the cats. So you've been coy about what your future plans are uh, but that could have been your last game in Rice Eccles. Was there any extra sense of emotions? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, having my family be there and everything um, that came out, Paul Tawala and his wife, uh, I consider them family. They're really close to me. Um, you know, they printed out a, a big picture of my brother who passed away. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was a – Tad bit of an emotional game, but uh, you know I kind of have a have a switch in my head. Um, so you know, um, walking out the tunnel, it was slightly emotional. Uh, but you know, as soon as that was over, I mean, that was over. It was time to go out and play. You know, you've been at the U a long time now, and Kyle Whittingham has spoken of you probably two, at least two times in the last month at his press conferences, maybe more. Uh, and he, he clearly holds you in high regard and likes the way you, you work and the way you carry yourself and the way you're a leader on the team. And I'm just curious if you have heard so much from Kyle over the years. At any point, could you stand up when he's ready to address the team and tell him, never mind, Kyle, I got this. I know what you're going to say. I mean, as the words come out of his mouth, you literally know, I know he's going to say this. Yeah, I mean... You know, you, Coach Witz, uh, 
you know, he's an amazing guy. He has a very specific style of coaching, and that's what it's been for years. And the longer you're here, you start to understand that, and uh, you understand what he's going to say, when he's going to say it, how he's going to say it. Um, I would never dare interrupt him. You know, that's rude. Um, but, you know, we've grown uh, very close to each other. Um, he doesn't, uh, I don't, I don't really listen into, uh, the press conferences and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure, you know, he may say this, that, uh, every, every now and again. Um, but you know, my relationship with him is really nice. Uh, and that's the same with all the coaches. And that's what I think makes this program special is because they're, they're a coach, but at the same time, they're a father figure and friend, um, they're going to be your coach and be that father figure and, you know, be stern when they need to. But at the same time, they'll joke the next minute and, you know, be friendly the next minute and, you know, chit chat, whatever it is. And um, so, yeah, you kind of get a feel for people's personalities, what they're going to say. It's like, you know, having a friend that's uh, really responsible and, you know, who takes, takes, you know, great care in you. And um, that's exactly who Coach Wood is. He's going to be stern and make sure you do right, but he's also going to be really friendly and, you know, make sure you're taken care of and happy. Vegas is only four hours away from where you grew up. Do you expect some family, maybe friends, to be at this ball game? Oh, 100%. They're already talking about driving out. <laughs> already buying tickets and everything and asking me if I can get some more. What? How many do you get access to, if any? Uh, I believe six. And how many do you think you need? How many friends and family you will have? Will you have there? Oh, only God knows, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Right now, it's about like I think about like fifteen. As you go into this game, and it's going to be an electric atmosphere, right? Because the Rose Bowl on the, is on the line, so that's obvious. How do you balance between getting emotionally ready and at a fever pitch? but not going overboard with that? Um, it's a lot of experience. You know, that's why we talk to our young cats and uh, make sure they know what to do. Um, uh, we're, you know, we're going to go out to Vegas. We're going to go down into the stadium prior to playing the game uh, the day before. So nobody on the team is starstruck to be in uh, the new Raiders stadium. Then, you know, we're going to go back to the hotel and, you know, just have our normal, normal quote-unquote Friday of football where we all hang out. This is on Thursday. That's why I said, quote, unquote. We all hang out and, you know, watch a movie, go eat, you know, just have a good time, be around each other and, you know, cherish the moment. And, um, you know, go out there game day, go out, warm up, do everything. And, um, you know, just talk to everyone, get everyone hyped up, but not get too tense. And like I, like I said, that's been the main thing. And I think that's even going to be said on that game day is, you know, letting everyone understand, yes, we're on a big stage. Yes, it's a big game. Yes, there's a lot of things at stake. But, you know, we need to go out there and do exactly what we did a couple weeks ago and exactly what we've been doing for the past couple many weeks and you know as long as we continue to harp that and that's mainly throughout the week i think we're gonna win that battle throughout the week is attacking every single day like we've been doing and if you know if we do that i don't think the emotions are going to get too high i don't think people are going to be too tense but if we change how we have been preparing and up into the game then i think it will um affect us and uh We've done a pretty good job so far, and everyone's, uh, you know, in a good mood. They understand everything, just like a couple weeks ago. They understand everything on the line, but at the same time, you know, we're just preparing the way we've been preparing. 
You guys have played in classic old stadiums like the Rose Bowl and the uh, L.A. Memorial Coliseum, and you played in the new 49er Stadium. Really, is the new Raider Stadium going to blow anybody away? Is that really a, a potential issue? Uh, possibly. That's that's why we're going down there uh, the night before to walk around, see everything, probably go in the locker room, go out in the field, um, stuff like that. Um, you know, because it is, it is pretty cool, you can't lie. Um, and... Uh, you know, I think getting that out of our system, um, you know, having a space to where you can, you know, let those emotions run out and be kind of starstruck are pretty good, especially for some of the younger guys. But I know for some of the older guys, we, we kind of understand, you know, what we're going there for. And, uh, you know, we have time to, you know, be starstruck or look around and be excited afterwards. But we for sure, you know, going the day before, it's going to help out a lot of the young guys, you know, understand that, oh, look, this is a stadium just like every other stadium. You know, there's 120 yards, including the end zone of football fields. And, you know, there's no difference in that versus right cycles or, you know, wherever we may be. Well, we want to cover the game January 1st, so we need you to win. So can, can you take care of that for us? Hey, man, we're going to continue doing what we've been doing. <laughs> Well, Nick, we appreciate a few minutes as always, and we will uh, talk to you next Monday. And, and, you know, if things go right, I'll be able to introduce you as the first Pac 12 champion in school history. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you, Nick. Take care. Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, join us every week here on the zone. How many Ute fans going to be there? How crazy that environment going to be, you think? Oh, I think they'll have a good 500. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's that's just people Nick knows from the South Bay, apparently. <laughs> I would say in the 20s. That'd be a good crowd. Want to have that roar when you come out onto the field. Oh, it'll be noticeable. Yeah, absolutely it will be. You will know it. I mean, I don't think it's going to be 50,000 like it was for the Fiesta Bowl because it's a different situation here now, Rose Bowl, that's another story because the time of year, people can get off work. Here, it's probably going to be a lot of folks going down Friday day sometime, mm-hmm. maybe some folks Thursday. Um, so it's more of a get down there, watch the game, and, and then head out. Uh, so I would expect a decent crowd, but not like Fiesta Bowl and then anticipation of Rose Bowl. Because it's it's, it's not really a, uh, in this situation, it's, it's not really a planned vacation type thing. And the other thing, too, like Fiesta Bowl, I use that because that's the greatest moment, I think, uh, in terms of attendance in Utah. Because I was at the Sugar Bowl, I was at the Fiesta Bowl. And well, it, one, one was drivable and one yeah, was not. And so it's going to be different. You have... Weeks to prepare. Yeah. Here you had two. Oh, yeah, you had two, but a lot of folks, I think, bought tickets because it was inevitable. You know, because you had, even if you had lost Oregon, you still had the Devils were going to lose to Oregon State, and you were going to be Colorado. So it's a little bit longer than that. But this is almost like a business trip for the fans, too. It's not necessarily a vacation. Like in the Fiesta Bowl, you know, as I said a million times, walking around old-time Scottsdale and Tempe, and uh, you saw Ute fans everywhere because it was good weather, and they were down for several days. There's probably... of the 50,000, I think, that we estimated that they had Ute fans there, which I think was pretty close, 
you know, I think it was maybe probably, I just, this is off the top of my head, but like maybe 5,000 who only went down for the game. You know what I mean? Because a lot of them were down there like three, four it's days a, a ahead of time. Yeah. The weather's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the time of year. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think a lot of folks are going to be heading to the game on Friday. Now, I was down in St. George on the weekend uh, for the Thanksgiving weekend and coming home yesterday, uh, man, got outside of uh, Cedar, C- Cedar City all the way past uh, Beaver was pretty much uh, stop and go. Uh, that was a it was a, a decent uh, traffic thing. So I suspect we'll see the same type of thing, maybe heading down. But yeah, I think you, you fans are going to rally because this is a great opportunity, and it's much closer uh, by what uh, probably half to drive to Santa Clara t- uh, drive time versus Vegas. Right? It's like twelve, thirteen hours mm-hmm. to go from here to oh, this is all way the way down trip. to S- Santa Clara. Yeah, this is way uh, easier here. You know, six hours, unless you're coming from, you know, north, but just going from, like, downtown. So I'm excited for this opportunity because I think that the Ute fans are really going to show up. And, I, you know, I wonder about Oregon, uh, how many fans they're going to have. They're going to have some because they always have some, but I don't know that they would have as much as they would normally have, say, if, uh, like, this was to go to the playoff. But, that would motivate more people. Yeah, it would motivate more people. But I view Oregon, uh, uh, and it's obviously pun intended, as a wounded duck. Because it's almost like the embarrassment of two weeks ago is a huge motivating force. And you're not going to get the playoff. But you lost to Stanford, so you don't deserve the playoff. Stanford sucks this year. Let's call it like it is. You lost to Stanford. Stanford didn't win again. That was their last win. Yeah. So, I mean, that's inexcusable. You know what I mean? It's like trying to spell Oregon State as a good team and you lost to Colorado. Not happening. I can't go there. Um, And so, but the Rose Bowl, I think, is a decent consolation prize. So, go get it. You know, because there's still, and I'm obviously 100% biased here, but the Rose Bowl, to me, is the pinnacle of the non-playoff bowls. You know, the, the setting, the day, it, the tradition, the parade. Well, the fact they got to hold on to their day and their time slot no matter what tells you that that's all true. Yeah, yeah. You don't mess with it. You know, some things are sacred. The granddaddy is sacred. I mean, you went... To see the Aztecs at Aztec Field with your granddaddy. <laughs> at Aztec Field? I don't know. What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> where they built the basketball stadium now. <laughs> uh, that's not where I went. It's Aztec Bowl. But I, I didn't go there. They left the Aztec. <laughs> I was in Aztec Bowl once for a high school football Because well, you can see it. You can see the bleachers. They left some of the bleachers it's outside. It's on it's there. Cool. You see it. It's yeah. cool, actually, the way they built it and left the bleachers coming out of the, yeah. the basketball right. arena. You, if you've been yeah. to see a basketball game there, you can see those bleachers, the, what is it, concrete or whatever, where well, it used in, to be. They played in Qualcomm and the Murph, San Diego Stadium originally. Yeah, but you and Granddad. Right, but that was... Will you shed a tear if you beat the Aggies? Will you think? Will you go to the cemetery? I will not go to the cemetery. <laughs> I can guarantee you, I got no no trip planned to the cemetery. We did it, Dad. We did it, Granddad. 
they get if if they get in the playoff, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> not not for the Mountain West Conference title. Well, they've I mean, already they've already won it twice in the last. I decade. know, but there's you know we make fun of it, but there's a twelve and one. You got a hell of a team, man. Absolutely, it's a good year. <laughs> oh, it's is, a great year. They've been ten and one. They've had a couple of ten and one seasons, and they didn't get invited to a bowl. It was a different era. There weren't as many bowl games. So, I think you should think of dad and granddad. I do. I do. You should. That. Yeah. They we freaking win the conference and go twelve and one. That's about as good as it gets. Going back to my theory that virtually nobody goes undefeated. Coming up next, Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach, headed to the Mountain West Conference title game. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Yak, do you have something you want to give away? Yeah, we got jazz tickets for tonight. When do you want to give those away? Do it next. All right, in the next segment, we'll come back from break. We'll give away jazz tickets. If you want to win, make sure you're here. The Jazz at home tonight, and we will send you to the game. They're playing the Blazers tonight, 7 o'clock, tip time. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.